Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the, the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, the next entire Rodian MTX at nextentireusa.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wendy. There will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's, that's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Jeep Talk Show, the official podcast of Toledo Jeep Fest. Toledo Jeep Fest coming up the weekend of August 12th. What a great event you don't want to miss. Go to ToledoJeepBest.com for more information. I'm Chris, and I've recently chose home improvements over Jeep parts. <laughs> hey, Chris, you're going to the uh, Toledo Jeep Fest, right? I mean, Lord willing, Creek Don't Rise, the, the, those kind of things that we say down here in Southeast Texas. Absolutely. Yes, I am. Have you heard any of those, uh, Lord willing, and the, if the creek don't rise? Have you heard that before? Lord willing. Yeah, Lord willing. I heard a lot growing up. My grandmother uh, said that Lord willing quite a lot. Have you have you ever heard anybody say frog strangler whenever it's raining a lot? I've not heard that one. That one's <laughs> brand new. Frog strangler. Yeah, frog strangler. That's a lot of water because, uh, you know, frogs are amphibious. They can breathe underwater. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm Tony and I'm working on the XJ to keep get it up and running again. The problem is going to be... Uh, the Jeep roulette to fit everything in the garage and the driveway. So getting back to the, uh, the, the Toledo Jeep Fest, if people want to come out there and meet you, how would they find you uh, there on uh, in, in August 12th? I think is a Friday. You're going to be there on August 13th, the Saturday. Is that right? Yes. Yes. The 13th is the big day with the, uh, the show and shine and the, the, the parade and everything. So I will be there for sure on the 13th. We'll see uh, what comes out. Maybe the 14th as well. But uh, I'll be uh, somewhere placed along the show and shine down in my uh, Jeep Talk Show, my red Jeep Talk Show hat and my red Jeep Talk Show uh, shirt and uh, looking out for any listeners that want to stop by and say hi, may have a sticker or something to uh, pass on your way and uh, just uh, have, a, have a good chat and talk about Jeeps. Very cool. And uh, the, uh, the, the show and shine. So your, your Jeep will be in the show and shine, but you may not be there because you're going to be wandering about and uh, interfacing with people, right? Yes, yes, I will be out and about checking out the vendor midway. The show and shine is somewhere within the vendor midway and uh, along the parade route. Uh, the parade goes for a couple, three hours, depending on how many Jeeps. So I'll be out and about trying to see some Jeeps, get some photos, and just see, see all the great uh, vendors and their, their wares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I envy you being able to go to that. So uh, speaking of the XJ, so uh, 
my daughter's uh, 2005 TJ, which we recently spoke about on the uh, the clutch uh, uh, safety switch uh, bypass, I uh, it, it hasn't been inspected in a couple of years. Uh, she has a check engine light that came on. There's a, a slow, a small uh, leak in the EVAP system, and I have not been able to find it. And uh, so the, my plan is going to be uh, pull the XJ out of the garage. It's been sitting in there for, for the last year. Uh, stopped driving it whenever we got the Gladiator. Uh, part of that was because it, this, this Jeep roulette that we have to play. I mean, with the the Cherokee in the garage, it's out of the way. We don't have to you know move it around or move vehicles around to try to get it out to, to drive around. So with uh, the TJ uh, not having an inspection sticker on it and her... Uh, her work hours being such that it makes it difficult for me to uh, work on the TJ because it's not available on the weekend. Uh, the plan is get the XJ out. It's got a small leak in one of the uh, transmission cooler lines, so it's not a major issue. It starts up and runs just fine. Uh, so I'm going to try to uh, fix that small leak because you, I definitely don't want the transmission failing as as she's driving it. But uh, get that get the XJ out. Get it inspected, uh, get the uh, the tags updated on it, and then uh, she'll start taking the XJ back and forth to work. And uh, the the uh, 2005 TJ will get put into the garage, and I can work on it uh, as I have time to work on it. And I don't think it's going to be a big deal to find that leak. It just takes time to do it because uh, it's it, especially when it's a small leak. If it was a large leak, I'd probably be able to find it really easy. So uh, get that thing back. Uh, with uh, inspected and uh, back on the road again and uh, she can uh, go back to driving her tj around but uh, anyway that's the plan for the xj and it never hurts to have uh, another uh, backup jeep in case uh, something happens and the cool thing is uh once we get this thing uh, set up where i can get it out of the garage (laughs) i should be able to drive it drive it around occasionally drive it around on the weekends or something you know absolutely take it take get it off road again yeah, well, that's that. That's going to be another level since the uh, since after putting on the uh, the long arm uh, kit, uh, the uh, the drive shaft is a little extended, so uh, it's a little uh, it's out a little too far on that spline. So I I need to send that over to Tom Woods and have them uh, uh, extend that uh, front drive shaft a little bit. Uh, I don't really want to adjust the the long arm so it moves it up closer because you know it's always nice to be able to have that uh, front axle moved a little. F- forward in the xj because it as you put on the larger tires it gets closer and closer uh to the uh the 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 wheel wells and uh it's nice where it is so uh just going to get a a drive shaft update but driving it around uh in a two-wheel drive it doesn't uh, it's not going to hurt the drive shaft uh drive shaft drive shaft link only uh only whenever uh, you're doing flex for sure all right, Chris, so what are you doing home improvements uh, instead of, I mean, I don't think that's a good idea uh, to choose home improvements over Jeep parts. Yeah, I agree, but getting ready for the daughter's grad party next week, so just spending a lot of money and paint and some yard maintenance and just getting it all pretty for the for the big day. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Is it a, a college degree, a high school uh, degree? Which, which one is she uh, doing? Uh, high school. So just got a high school, be going to college in the fall, and uh, yeah, life goes on. <laughs> and uh, is she a Jeep owner? Is she Does she like Jeeps? She likes Jeeps. Uh, she uh, she doesn't like my Jeep because it is a six-speed, uh, so oh. that's frustrating for her. But uh, she, likes, <laughs> she, she likes the 2020 Grand Cherokee that her mom drives, and she likes to take that as often as she can. So yeah, she likes them. She just doesn't like mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't? 
In episode 442, we spoke with Sean P. Holman of Motor Tramp. I've raced in the Baja 1000. I've been all over the world testing everything from, you know, Range Rovers to, uh, to Ford trucks, everything in between. Just, it's it's been an amazing journey. Sean just bought a new JL, but was it the right color? In gray, it, red was in the running, I just, and I told this to Mark Allen. I said, bring back flame red. Yes. The firecracker is just a little too orangey for me. It, y- your argument is it wasn't red enough. 100% support that. <laughs> the Jeep Talk Show has well over 400 past episodes for your entertainment. Wow, that's an old one there, 400 round. We're up, uh, what is this? This is episode 641, so there's uh, there's quite a few after that one. <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to break 700 this year. Oh, gee, it goes faster with four episodes a week. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty ho, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're going to be talking with Tara. Now, Tara has been with Dixie Four-Wheel Drive for eight years and the general manager for six. She is also the general manager of Red Dot Engineering. She serves on the TORA, or T-O-R-A, Council Truck and Off-Road Alliance for SEMA. Tara is a single mom of a six-month-old baby boy and a dog mom to two Great Danes, a wiener dog and a chihuahua. Oh my God, what a menagerie. Uh, on our days off, you can usually find Tara on the back roads of southern Utah training for upcoming Rebel Rally in October 2022. And you can find out more about Dixie Four-Wheel Drive at DixieFourWheelDrive.com. Tara, thanks a lot for being with us tonight on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. So we always like talking about Jeeps, you know. It's a Jeep show. So let's find out more about your Jeep. Now, I, that, this I don't think has ever happened to me, or maybe I just didn't ever search hard enough for it before but i actually have a full list of what it says here two tall terras pink 2011 jeep runger jku and now you're going to tell me i don't have that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i still do okay, i good. still do we're, we're I'm, I'm actually debating on selling it at the moment but um actually just picked up a lovely uh 2022 um 392 so yeah, I've got got all the fun toys right now. Um, but yeah, I kind of built that Jeep up um, after I started here at a Cherokee first. I always have the joke that everybody starts in a Cherokee. Um, but yeah, switched over to the Wrangler and built it up. It's got coilovers, a long arm. I keep trying to go bigger and bigger tires. But um, yeah, it's been fun. It does everything I need it to do. Uh, Three-eighths are a little, you know, gutless, but... Uh, it does great in the rocks for the crawling, for sure. So how long have you had the JL or JLU? So I just barely got the JLU last week. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask you, uh, it, it's kind of not a good comparison because it's brand new and you hadn't had much uh, much time with it. But do you do you get a feel for which one you like better? So... I took um, the new one out on the dunes out at San Paulo yesterday, and I will say it's very nice to just point and go where the the poor 2011 on those three eighths would barely barely climb a, a dune at San Paulo. <laughs> so for for the dunes, uh, definitely that that 392 was phenomenal to drive um, compared to the the 2011. So um, the on the the 
the 2011 is uh, well, actually between the JK, the J- I'm sorry, the JKU and the JLU. I've I kind of got the feeling, and it, I've only I've only been in a JK once, and I got the feeling it was kind of more of a, um, and I don't mean any hate by this, but more of a like a minivan or a car. This is the styling on the inside, and I felt that the JL was a lot more jeepy, if that's a thing. Do you do you get a feel for but between the two? Does one feel more like a a passenger vehicle, and the other one feels more like a jeep, a utilitarian jeep? You know, the JLU, the the new ones have a very nice interior and a lot more creature comfort. So, I mean, in a way, they they feel a little more like a car. You know. Oh, interesting. I didn't think that way. Yeah. Than the JKs do to to me. Um, I always joke that I feel like Jeep finally read their um, comment cards <laughs> <laughs> when they came out with the JL. They 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 changed quite a few things that were just enough annoyance in the JKs that that it made things a little bit nicer for sure. Well, you know, ninety I'd say ninety ninety five percent just numbers I'm, I'm making up as I go. Uh, people do not do not take their vehicles off road, so the the more car or non utilitarian uh, type styling is probably what is more preferred by the the masses than than uh, off road folks um but uh, i can certainly see a difference between like a tj and a jk and a jl or jlu uh, or the the jeep truck the gladiator which of course is just like the jl so i guess it doesn't matter what you got as long as it's a jeep <laughs> well a jeep with a, a as long as it gets you to do what you want to do right? yeah yeah well i was gonna say uh, a jeep as long as it has a solid front axle because uh, I, I i'm not a fan of ifs but you know if people are that's fine it's i'm not so i gotta ask you though uh, i thought this was really interesting where it says two tall terras pink 2011 jeep wrangler jku too tall and i don't think we're talking about the the jeep itself being too tall we must be talking about you. Yeah, be, being tall, I like everything tall. So my Jeep is fairly tall. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little over six foot, which for a female is pretty tall. And so when I started here and was doing my builds, it just kind of became the nickname. And so usually there's, you know, Instagram hashtag too tall Tara and all my vehicles in some way have, have too tall Tara on them. Well, I mean, I understand something. What what qualifies you as being too tall? I mean, it, what's what's it what's it causing? What problems is it causing? You can't be a jet fighter pilot. I mean, you can't reach the stuff on top shelf. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think you it'd know, be really cool if a over six foot woman said, "Hey, can you help me with that thing on the top shelf?" <laughs> now, I've had the five twos ask me, but if if one that was six foot or higher asked me, I'll go, "Hey, wait a minute, something's going on here." <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it kind of crushed my dreams that I couldn't be a flight attendant. So, <laughs> oh, really? I didn't realize it was a height restriction. Yeah, there's there's height restrictions for for certain jobs, but no, it's uh, it mostly just fit well together. So, everyone always tells me, "Well, you're not too tall." I'm like, "Well, it depends on what you're talking about," but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> it's like half so, and half. I mean, I guess it depends on on my you know, I'm too tall to date most people out there, so maybe that's. Well, that's just uh, that's just di- that's just discrimination. <laughs> so, uh, but it was like it was like my old joke for half and half. If it's half milk, and what's the other half? You know, it's like too tall. What's too tall? I mean, you know. Uh, so anyway, but that's great. I mean, uh, I I think that's really cool. Do you? Uh, 
Have you started karate chopping people for asking how the weather is up there? <laughs> Luckily, I don't have much of that anymore. Um, I used to get a lot, you know, what sport do you play? Do you play basketball? Do you play, you know, but oh, I yeah. think once I... You could play first base and softball. That would be for sure. <laughs> yeah, never played softball. It's one of the only ones probably I didn't didn't get into. But yeah, no, I I definitely enjoyed sports. Volleyball was definitely my sport. But oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the the questions you get. <laughs> I enjoyed volleyball. I played all the positions, and it really pissed everybody else off. Just <laughs> 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 get out of the way. Yeah, Let me do it. Volleyball is fun because you can you can have really crappy people <laughs> you have a game together and you so you can kind of play every level and you still have fun like some sports if you can't hit the ball with a baseball bat like baseball sucks <laughs> nothing ever happens but volleyball you can always you know keep you entertaining can, whether you, you can suck use or not. your face or accidentally get an elbow in there or something you know you never can <laughs> you never know for sure <laughs> So uh, tell, uh, yeah. we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, DixieFourWheelDrive.com uh, uh, before we started the interview. Tell me a little bit about uh, Dixie. Actually, talk. tell me a lot a bit about DixieFourWheelDrive.com. So about what all we have on, on the website? Whatever you like. I mean, what's it all about? Sure. I mean, we're going to assume that nobody knows. We're going to assume you're like the Jeep Talk Show and nobody has any idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Dixie Furl Drive. So number one, uh, people ask us why Dixie. So if they're from outside the area, everyone thinks we're in the south. And so we get a lot of confusion a little bit for our name. Um, it was actually nicknamed after the pioneers when they settled here. It was during the Civil War and they started growing cotton and it was really hot. So it just had a lot of similarities to the south. And so it kind of just got the nickname Utah's Dixie. And so you have Dixie University, you've got Dixie Nutrition, you've got all these things named Dixie in town. But from people out of town, they're like, what in the world? So anyways, Dixie's kind of just a nickname for the town. So that's kind of where that came from. And then my parents actually started the company early 90s. And they did actually more repairs of botched lift kits around town <laughs> than they did of outfitting vehicles. And so we really got off the ground in 2007, 2008, kind of in the recession hit, which is kind of a weird time to grow. But as mm -hmm. we know, through COVID, people go towards recreation when they can't travel and really get out. Sure. Um, so that's kind of when we took off. And that's when the four-door Jeep came out. So families were able to get out. Um, but my youngest brother had come into the company and really pushed the aftermarket and the passion of the off-road industry into it. And that's kind of where we took off and kind of started becoming what we are today. So Full service shop. Um, we have one of the most phenomenal facilities um, of all the off-road shops. I've had people call from around the country that have seen different parts of our building and wanted to kind of look at stuff as they're getting ready to kind of redo their building. So it's kind of fun to be be the person that people want to mirror when they are building shops and stuff. So super fun. We do everything. We primarily are Jeep. Um, Toyota is probably our second. And then kind of from there, it's just the rest of the general four-wheel drive. So we do everything from basically bumper-to-bumper, -bumper, motor conversions, complete suspension design, kind of you name it, we do it. So that's that's the basis of, of Dixie, but we, we really focus on educating. So when someone comes in, we're not going to tell them they need X, Y, and Z lift or this or that because we want to build it for their use. 
And so you have a lot of people and different skill sets and levels in there. And we just want to make sure what they're doing before we even talk about products with them. So that's our number one. Let's find out what they do and then build a vehicle around them. And then we offer a whole line of just different education classes from 101 classes to winter recovery classes. We do trail rides with our customers. Um, Everything we do as far as classes, trail rides, um, our maps, we have the GPX tracks available for this area, um, which is a kind of a limited resource around here because it is, it's not as developed as Moab for the off-road trails. Um, So all that we try to offer to free for the community. And that's really our give back because we want, people to get into the sport. We want people to fall in love with with the lifestyle of it. And so anything we can do to kind of help support that, um, that that's that's really kind of our passion and what we, we want to see happen is is really get people into it. Yeah, it's great. And it's always a lot of fun seeing that uh, that surprise and that look of satisfaction whenever somebody gets it and they, they do something that they were scared of or maybe they even said they couldn't do it and they, they did do it. It's, I think that's one of the joys of teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it's, I mean, a lot of our customer base is is people that used to have an adventurous lifestyle and maybe they've had back issues or they have knee issues so they can't ride motorcycles anymore or they can't do some of the things they could do before. And so the Jeep's the perfect platform to still get them out into the environments they love and and do it without hurting themselves or putting themselves in danger for sure. Well, and you got even more protection than if you're on a motorcycle. You got a little bit more metal around you and you but you can still have that open air uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And and their light their wives are more likely to go with them on a deep <laughs> <laughs> ride than a motorcycle ride. <laughs> yeah, very true. Now I've heard from other uh, off road trainers that they see a lot of women, uh, more women coming uh, to the class than men. Yeah, we're definitely seeing an increase in female traffic just overall. There's definitely kind of getting that interest. And I think I think that's a lot, a lot of things contributing to it. Um, but a more reliable vehicle definitely helps people feel confident in getting out. And some of the newer Jeeps just offer that, that reliability. If you're an old flat fender or CJ, I mean, you're... No matter what, you're pulling over to check something or do something or tweak something <laughs> without fail. But um, the, the new Jeeps are are reliable um, and comfortable, I think, for, for people to get out more. Right. So uh, the do you make the, the five-hour trip to Moab, or is that something that you – is there an area that is not Moab in Utah that you, you enjoy more or just as much? So right here in our lovely little town, um, we have Sand Hollow Off-Road. And if you haven't checked it out or looked at it yet, a lot of people early on just thought it was pictures of Moab. Um, so really similar terrain. Um, but we have like 100-something acres um, that is we've been fighting to keep open um, for quite a while. And then we've actually made some headway, and I think that's, going to be a permanent picture um, that the government that they're actually going to write into law to keep there so we're pretty happy about that but it's got some of the best trails around the country and the great part about it is you're not Moab you're driving a pretty long distance to get to a trailhead where if I leave my shop I can be at the the main staging area within 15 minutes airing down getting ready to hit a trail so it's it's close in proximity Um, we've got a little bit bigger town than Moab We've got more hotels, more restaurants, everything going on on the town side of it. So it's really just a, 
a phenomenal playground and but the secret's getting out so <laughs> it's getting a lot busier than it used to be for sure yeah so i see that you're really really close to las vegas uh do you go the, do you go to vegas much and have you been banned yet <laughs> you know to, the funny thing is when you're this close to vegas you're probably going to run into a neighbor so you really it's not like <laughs> someone coming from the east coast and they're like you know, I'm going to go let loose in Vegas. No, we're going to like walk around the corner and see <laughs> your mom's <laughs> best friend and be like, ah, shit. <laughs> but, Can't you know, have fun. Well, that makes, makes it, going it, to SEMA really, really easy for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. Luckily, I can allow pretty much my whole shop to go and experience SEMA where most shops don't get that opportunity. So it's. It's kind of fun to be able to let them all go down and experience it and see all the new stuff. And just, I mean, SEMA, SEMA's got, I mean, it's overwhelming if, if you haven't gone before, but um, it's fun. Uh, the last time I went, it was a Jeep Gladiator year because that's the only thing that was out there. <laughs> and everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yep. but I heard the, the Bronco made a, a fairly decent showing. I guess not having them available was, uh, was one of the problems, uh, the supply and demand thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yep. not that I don't like the Gladiator. I actually bought one, but it was just kind of disappointing to see so many of them. I think it was uh, 2019, uh, the last time I went. So uh, mm-hmm. I get I get lost on those things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was still fun to go. Um, I just I, need, I just needed, like, a Segway or something to roll around in there, on, which, of course, I would get banned if I did that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely takes a lot of walking. <laughs> Um, so what are your plans for your uh, JLU? Are you going to be building it up the same way? Are you going to leave it alone uh, for a little while? Are you, uh, you going to try to control yourself? What are you going to do? <laughs> so I have an outside control on this one. <laughs> so I'm competing in the Rebel Rally this October. Um, what that is is uh, like the time you're actually with it is a 10-day an off-road navigation rally so you're out there and you're just going with map and compass so no technology nothing and you're basically going to checkpoints but i mean gps is okay right you can use gps on your phone no nope (laughs) you can't even have your phone it locks down (laughs) you do have you do you you get to carry radios or something for emergency communication don't you um they have i'm not sure how they track them but essentially they know they know where you're at oh okay um so yeah you're yeah you're pretty much just out there and then you're you're camping you do have a base camp every night you come back to um have dinner and kind of regroup and reset up and plan out your day for the next day to get get where you need to go so yeah it's it's pretty it's going to be interesting (laughs) it should should be fun hopefully um but we'll be taking the 392 um, it has certain rules of what we can and can't have. So it has to be street legal. I can't go bigger than a 35 inch tire, which will kind of kill my soul. Um, and then you have to have stock like mounting locations on your suspension. So the max we can go is a short arm and 35 inch tire. So I'm kind of limited to what, what I can really do to it, um, out of the get go. So the, the first build will definitely be a fairly entry mild mild build and that's surely to to build around those specs that we have to be in now whenever you're doing the build and i would assume this also includes the jku 
Do you get in there and start doing the modifications, or is that done by uh, the staff? <laughs> so I, whenever it's my stuff, I like to get in and I say tinker in there. Mm-hmm. Good for you. <laughs> um, I definitely am not the mechanic of, of the, the shop. Um, I, I feel like if I had to, had to, I, I could probably figure it out. Um, but I pretty much do everything else besides turn turn the wrenches but this um this build will probably actually me and my partner for the rally her name's avis cook and she'll we'll probably do the full um build ourselves so should be entertaining <laughs> I, I certainly don't say that you should do it yourself but there's a uh you you get a better feel for things and i think you get more confidence in the vehicle when you've done it yourself um, and you can kind of get a sense of that doesn't feel right. Oh, I know what that is. Uh, it just it just kind of comes with it, I think. So I always think it's great when people can get involved and uh, and do the build themselves. But certainly it doesn't. I mean, there's people out there that don't do that. They buy a Rubicon, they take it, get the lift on it, put the bigger tires, so on and so forth. They don't do anything except drive it. There's nothing wrong with that. I just like the idea of being a, a part of it, even though I don't like working on the vehicles. I, I've usually had to do that just because <laughs> I don't got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but budget accordingly. Um, now, I'm I'm excited to do this one, especially where we're going to be out on in the desert alone. If something goes wrong, we're going to have to know what what to do to fix it out there. So, I think for us getting ready for this build, I think it's going to be crucial for us to actually be putting everything on um, and really understand every tool we need, ever you know, all that stuff. So, now I think for for what we're doing, I think it's going to be great to have hands on for sure. Now, I didn't catch this. This isn't your first Rebel Rally, is it? This is my first. Oh, okay. I thought you had done this before for some reason. All new to me. (laughs) Well, that's really exciting. Yeah, so I'm going to be the driver, and then Avis will be the the co-pilot, or the navigator, Mm -hmm. um, and basically doing all the hard work, and I just get to sit in the driver's seat. (laughs) So since you're the captain and she's the navigator, at least one time you're going to have to say, um, what is it? I was going to say make it so, but that's not it. It's like engage or something. Anyway, I've, I've completely screwed that up, but it's a good Star Trek reference that I was going for. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know, it's the nervous, excited, not really sh- exactly. Sh- I mean, until you do something the first time, you don't really know what you're in for. So it's that kind of giddy, nervous, excited feeling. <laughs> 10 days in the desert. Um, is that going to be with or without shower? Um, they have showers until the water runs out. <laughs> Interesting. So they do They do have the traveling camp. I mean, it It depends on the day I've heard. Um, so, but yeah, they do have bring out kind of shower booth trailer um, so that we're not the full full 10 days with no showers. Wow. So are you going to be able to take off 10 days from the shop? Is it going to all go to hell while you're out there? You know, I have a really good crew um, <laughs> that when I leave, they work harder. So it's great. I, it sounds I like you're trying to psych yourself up. You're trying to up. make a positive out of this. I can hear the concern in your voice. <laughs> it's all the like randomness that I take care of that nobody knows I take care of when I'm gone that, right. <laughs> that concerns me that might come up, you know, if, it's not like the credit cards freeze or we have fraud and they shut them down and I'm in the middle of the desert and no one knows what to, <laughs> what to do. So that that's my fears when I leave. Not so much that they can't do the, the day-to-day 
build and get stuff out, right. out the door. Well, this is when you're going to have to collect them all together and, and give them the manager uh, time to step up speech. <laughs> this is your opportunity yeah. to step up. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they'll, they'll do great. I'll, I'll stress over it, but they'll do great. Yeah, it's always the way it is. So uh, I have a little something here that tells me you got a little something as a giveaway for our listeners. I do. So we are doing um, a couple swag packs that it's going to be a Dixie hoodie, a shirt, and um, a nice embroidered hat. So I believe it is, they're going to take caller number three. All right. And our... You've done your homework. Yep, the phrase that pays. So the phrase is, do it in the dirt in Dixie. Oh, that's just dirty. I just mean that because of the dirt. Uh, So (laughs) what what you guys got to do is you got to call into our voicemail number, be caller number three, and say, do it in the dirt in Dixie. And that's Dixie, Utah, not Georgia. I know you were thinking Georgia. I was thinking Georgia. (laughs) That's great. So it's two... Oh, this, there's two of them, so we actually have uh, two giveaways, right? Oh, yep, two packs. So we need another so, number. We got caller number three, and, and pick another number between one and ten. We'll go number ten. Number ten. <laughs> so caller number three and caller number ten, and you can get Dixie Swag, swag Packs, which is a hoodie, T-shirt, and a hat. That's a, that's a good combination. You got something to wear the, the whole weekend or ten days if you're on the Rebel Rally. yep yep and you'll need all those different things out there (laughs) you must be 18 years of age or older your mailing address must be in the continental united states you may only call in once per giveaway any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time your call must include your caller id one chance to win per individual per giveaway all these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway we will contact you with a text message at the number you called from good luck jeeper uh, all you have to do is uh, call in, like you do have to do on uh, on any of our giveaways. You just call in and be that uh, be those two callers, and you can uh, win these great uh, prizes from uh, DixieFourWheelDrive.com. So uh, you know, Terry, you know how the kids love the social media these days. Are you guys on social media? Is there a place people can go and uh, and, and follow along? Maybe even uh, see what's going on in the Rebel Rally. Yep, we've got a. About every kind of social media there is. So everything's essentially Dixie Corbel Drive. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, we've got we've got it all. So just search Dixie Corbel Drive and that'll come up. If you want to check out random Terra stuff, you can always search hashtag two tall Terra and you'll I hope find good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well of course it is. Now uh, so you guys aren't on the Tic Tac yet. Um, I have a TikTok. Uh, I have not. I, I've tried to get my guys to dance a few times for videos. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. So, yeah, we we haven't got that far yet. Oh, there just needs some good be some good job threatening going on there to make them uh, perform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got got to do something. I'll get them one of these days. <laughs> well, that's great. We'll have to <clears throat> excuse me. We'll have to check you out on uh, on TikTok. Uh, TikTok. And uh, it's so funny. My wife gets mad at me. I, I say Tic Tac here on purpose. And she starts telling people, she'll start, she'll start calling it Tic Tac. And then the people look at her funny. And she gets so mad at me for, you know, I'm not making her say that. For putting it in her head. Yeah, for putting it in her head. <laughs> for trusting me. That was her big problem. So, Tara, Tara, thanks so much for being with us tonight. And uh, good luck on the Rebel Rally. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. only thing I'd be concerned about is the Scorpions. But don't let me turn you off. <laughs> 
I, I now now I'm gonna think about that all the time. <laughs> See, I'm doing the same thing to you. <laughs> oh, great! Have a great uh, night, and thank now you. If for, I actually get stung, you'll be you'll be sad. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> Have a great night. Oh, all right. You too. Take care. Hey, thanks again to Tara Thompson for taking the time to talk about Dixie Four-Wheel Drive. And, of course, that's DixieFourWheelDrive.com. I uh, can't say that often enough. I mean, I, I think that the uh, Tara would agree. You can't say DixieFourWheelDrive.com enough. Would you agree with that, Chris? I would. Say it <laughs> six times fast or three times fast. <laughs> so, like we uh, always like to remind you guys, if you have an idea for a guest or work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does, uh, maybe uh, they or you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Everybody has a story to tell. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Of course, uh, we're not really doing uh, guest interviews right now, are we, uh, Chris? Because you've done such a bang-up job. We have uh, uh, interviews already recorded, ready to be put out for a publication. Uh, what is it, all the way through November of uh, 2022? We do. We do. We've been uh, very fortunate with the response from the uh, off-road community and Jeep community. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So thanks to everyone who who has uh, come on and recorded an interview with us so far. So, uh, and this is something you and I came up with. Uh, it was, uh, there was some people that, uh, some companies that wanted to get on the show and they didn't want to wait uh, until their uh, uh, interview was uh, published in November, December, or 2023, for God's sakes. Uh, and uh, we started bringing people on to our uh, Wednesday uh, roundtable episode. So we kind of do a, a mini interview and then let the uh, the Zoom people, uh, and when I say the Zoom people, the Zoom people is you, the listener. It's not just the, the ones that show up or just the ones that were invited. It can be anyone, and we can support up to 100 uh, Zoom people at one, on one call. So keep in mind, this is your opportunity to talk to people in the uh, Jeep and off-road industry. Um, and uh, did we have we scheduled Tony uh, Pelliger? I knew he um, was interested in being on the Zoom, uh, the, the roundtable Zoom uh, call. Yes, Tony Pellegrino with Genrite. I uh, was recently on the Thursday interview uh-huh. show. He's coming up, uh, coming up in August. Actually, August. Uh, he'll be on the August seventeenth publication of the Wednesday roundtable. But it will be recording as we do the roundtable every Tuesday at eight Central Time. So, as Tony mentioned, please join us so we can have up to a hundred. That'd be really cool if we if we could max it out uh, to a, to a hundred listeners. That would be, be something. Uh, really neat to do i think we've seen around 25 before uh on yes. there but uh, we've never been anywhere close to 100 so there's plenty of room if if you guys are concerned about that and of course you don't have to say anything you can just come on there and listen uh and uh, hear it uh, firsthand you may find yourself asking a question or something of course i'll mention this about uh, tony i know uh, tony uh, pellegrino at genrite.com uh, he's very approachable and uh he makes himself available uh, to the Genrite customers and people that are just interested in Genrite. So uh, if, if you miss him on our, our roundtable episode, uh, no problem. You can probably just reach out to him directly. But, of course, how much fun is it to actually uh, ask your question and uh, hear it on the Jeep Talk Show? Hey, coming up next week, uh, oh, and help me with this, Chris. Is it uh, Matt Gudez? I pronounce it guides, but I could be wrong. Eh, we'll go with you, Matt Guides from Camp Freedom. And what what do they do at Camp Freedom, uh, uh, Chris? They're a, a, a veterans um, a veterans charity. Uh, so they they have uh, they help the uh, 
our uh, military uh, veterans right, uh, right. after uh, after their service and various activities. Uh, which is and, which uh, is absolutely great. It's wonderful uh, that people take the time to do that type of stuff, uh, especially for our military. The military really, they don't get paid much. Uh, they don't, and then when they come back to the country, uh, the the one they they served and fought for in many cases, uh, then it's uh, it's tough on them to find other jobs. And I just, uh, and, and of course, we've all heard about the the health issues uh, and the 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 government really, what is it, the VA not really taking care of uh, taking care of our soldiers properly. And, and you know, when you guys talk about um, universal health care. That's like that's the government running your healthcare system, and the VA is, <laughs> I think, a good model for for what it would be like. So I don't know. I don't, know, Chris. I kind of like the the uh, the idea of where uh, you have choice and you can uh, find the the best provider the, for you, best doctor Ab- for you. Absolutely, absolutely. It's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, Jeeper, we're at the end of the trail for this show. So until our next show, be sure to become a paid subscriber. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, the hosts in this podcast may appear more important than they actually are. I started to say larger, but that was kind of a fat joke. I didn't didn't want to go that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Casting since 2010.